Thank you for downloading this episode of the 155 Podcast, the public records interview series of all candidates in Hamilton's 2018 municipal election. For more election coverage, visit thepublicrecord.ca where you can sign up for our City Hall newsletter. Episode 37, Timothy Taylor, running for city councilor in Ward 6, recorded on August 21st, 2018. Timothy Taylor, welcome to the Public Records, the 155 podcast. Thank you very much. So firstly, tell us, who is Timothy Taylor? I'm Timothy Taylor. I grew up on the East Mountain, moved here when I was six months old, give or take. Attended Richard Beasley, Lawfield Middle School, Barton for secondary school. Uh, I lived on the East Mountain basically all my life. I'm an entrepreneur. I started a business called Off the Shelf Liquidation on Concession Street a number of years ago, right in the heart of that construction project that happened there. Eventually, we stepped away from that, and I'm now working at the Crux Escape Rooms, where we have five locations, over 20 employees, and I'm a proud parent of my daughter and son, Eleanor and Rex. Why are you running? Councillor Tom Jackson served Ward 6 since... 1988 and has done a great amount for our city, a great amount for our ward. He does great work making our ward a better place to live. But I do feel that our ward is currently seeing that 1980s mindset in this 2018 world, and it's clear we're not keeping up. I'm finally at a place in my career where I can take a bit of a step away and focus on positive change for where I live, for where my children are going to grow up. I'm not a career politician. Everything in my life hasn't been leading to this, but I'm at a place where I feel I can help. How have you contributed to your community and our city? My contributions to our community and city, again, I haven't been living my whole life leading up to being a politician, so I don't have a huge host of volunteer work. I did build several businesses in the area, and as I said before, we have over 20 current employees, both full-time and part-time. We've employed over 50 people in the city doing student summer jobs and such on like that. Through various charitable activities that we've done at the Crux, we've recently donated over $20,000 to various charities. Uh, And more recently, as I decided that I was going to get involved in this election cycle, I've been getting more involved in those community groups. More recently, as I decided I was going to get involved in this campaign, I put myself in the position to get those types of experience that Councillor Jackson and other people in the running might have. So I've put myself on the Citizens Committee that's working on the Huntington Park Recreation Center renovations project and recently helped put together a group of concerned citizens in my neighborhood where we're trying to put together a neighborhood watch program because of issues that have been happening. What are your two priorities for Ward 6 and two priorities for Hamilton as a whole? So this is a great question. For the ward, number one, I want to see improved communications and accountability. So I plan to bring in participatory voting and budgeting and leverage technologies in ways that the current administration just won't do in our ward. We see it in other wards. It seems to be working there, so we're hoping to bring that here. Second for the ward... I want to increase public safety or increase public awareness. There's an increased feeling in Ward 6 that it's getting more dangerous with car break-ins and things of that nature. We recently had 
a meeting with Sergeant Tim Knapp, and he showed statistics from the Hamilton Police Services that didn't support the feeling that we were less safe. But the residents are still concerned. So I want to work with residents to bring in programs like the Neighborhood Watch and create that dialogue with the police so that people feel safer. Whether we need to make that change, whether it's unsafe or not, really doesn't matter if the people don't feel safe. As far as the full city goes, my number one priority is to help reduce political bickering. It feels like the city doesn't get anything done when there's big projects on the table. You know, we were 50 years to get the Red Hill built. We replaced a mayor to get a stadium built. And now we're in the same place with the LRT. Hopefully my experience with team building, because that's essentially what my business, The Crux, does, can help build bridges in City Hall and get these big projects done. My number two priority for the city is to restore access to lands that have been closed off by the administration. So that includes things like the bottom of Albion Falls and Webster's Falls. That includes looking at whether there are options with the ski hills that we used to have or other things to bring tobogganing back. I mean, we have four parks that our kids can go tobogganing at. That's really unacceptable compared to what I grew up with. So on LRT, your position is? Currently, my position on LRT is I would support LRT based on the information that we have so far. Now, I know there's an environmental impact report and everything else, and I would like to reserve my right to change my opinion based on those issues, but not based on political backroom deals. Thank you. What are three skills that you will bring to elected office that make you the best choice to represent Hamiltonians on city council? So the three skills question, everybody's worst interview question. Number one is my ability to work, problem solve, and function as a team. There's five owners at the Crux, two majority partners, three minors, and we still manage to get things done. And we develop that ability in other people because we do team building as one of our core functions. Secondly, I have an accessibility which ties into a technical aptitude. So I have an ability and willingness to put together the systems required to increase my own accessibility to the citizens of Ward 6 and accountability while I'm on council where they be able to reach out and say, hey, why'd you do this? And lastly... I have a strong sense of business acumen and trend recognition. So as a city councilor sitting on the board for the City of Hamilton Corporation, I'll be able to use skills that I've gained through running my own corporations, recognizing trends to avoid future pitfalls. One of my platform statements on my website is about future planning and building a means of predicting problems before they happened instead of just chasing fires afterwards. What is something interesting or unique about Ward 6 that you believe the rest of Hamilton should know? I think that Ward 6 overall is a hidden gem in the landscape of Hamilton. It's filled with quiet, peaceful neighborhoods and great schools and a fantastic array of businesses. In addition, we have easy access to the Link and the Red Hill Valley Parkway. We have walking trails with the Rail Trail, Mountain Brow Boulevard, and much more. It affords us a very suburban lifestyle, despite being near the heart of the city due to urban sprawl and amalgamation. Hamilton zoning regulations prevent the building of multi-unit clustered housing, which is in scale with existing single-family housing, commonly referred to as the missing middle. There are approximately 100,000 Hamiltonians in their 20s, 
and approximately 140,000 Hamiltonians over the age of 65. The missing middle is medium-density transit-connected housing in walkable communities and important to young renters, first-time owners, and critical for seniors seeking to successfully age in place in the communities they've lived for decades. As a member of City Council, you will need to address housing challenges in Hamilton. You will face opposition to infill development and provincially mandated intensification. How will you respond to concerns about development and where do you believe mid-density growth should occur in Ward 6? Well, you're not making this easy for me, are you? I have a fair understanding of the problem. Not, It hasn't come up as much in my discussions with people in, in Ward 6 as it probably should have, based on when I started investigating this question. I understand the problems between the differences of affordable housing and available real estate, and that seems to be our problem here. Part of the problem is that Hamilton has sprawled out through an influx of people coming to town and amalgamation spread us all out and Benbrook is really building up. And as we move outwards, we need to decide the best way to handle, do we redevelop these interior neighborhoods so that the strongly urban sections of Hamilton grow Or do we build the solutions to these problems in these outlying communities where we're just starting to build now? Specific to Ward 6, I believe that we've actually done a great job at this. There's newer buildings kind of along Lime Ridge, east of Upper Ottawa for, I know there's a seniors building in there. We have a good balance in the entire Ward 6 of low and medium density housing. And future development in Ward 6, when we're building on old school lands or building out into the undeveloped areas, should take into account the balance in Ward 6 and maintain it. But I don't think that Ward 6 is seriously unbalanced at this point. What are two changes you will propose to improve city services? So the first change that I would propose to improve city services is to provide live information to the community about what's going on. This could be as simple as live streaming council activities, which some happens, but probably not enough. My platform wants to take advantage of live polling between elections through participatory voting. So just getting more information out there about what's happening, if there's delays in projects or anything like that, just getting all of that information out there as soon as they can instead of holding that back and then having to explain at a press conference later what happened. Secondly, I actually I don't know if I would make operational changes immediately, but I would like to sit down and take a review of how things are being done and how money is being allocated because I do believe there's a lot of room for improvement. I've seen a lot of this firsthand as a consumer of the city, a business owner, and I did a major renovation on my house. And just working at City Hall can sometimes really get bogged down and be really difficult. So looking at how those operations are done, and then I could offer you a better answer of maybe how can we address some of these situations. What are two changes you will propose to improve quality of life in Hamilton? So the first change that I'm proposing to improve quality of life in Hamilton is to improve engagement between community groups and police to bring down crime and to make people feel safer. Specific in Ward 6, I know there's this feeling that 
things are getting worse. Things are getting out of hand. You know, you can't leave your car unlocked for one night or it gets broken into. Bikes are disappearing all over the place. So improving engagement between citizens and the police, making people feel like it's worth it to report that my $100 bike just got stolen because the police are maybe not chasing down that bike, but they're doing something about it overall in the bigger picture. But I don't really have a second point for you because I do believe we have a great quality of life here already. Hamilton City Council decided against ranked balloting. Ranked ballots enable voters to choose by prioritizing candidates, usually the top three, they feel qualified for public office and best able to represent them. What is your position on ranked ballots? So directly my position on ranked ballots is it's going to be confusing for the people who are voting. They're not going to understand what the differences are because chances are we're not going to tell them, we're just going to send them. I fully support changing our electoral system to something that is more fair, especially if it gets more people out voting. May 1st, 2017, the province allowed cities to pass bylaws to allow online voting. I would completely support ranked balloting in online voting because we could use the platform to make sure that voters know what they're voting for, how they're voting, and how their votes will be counted along the way. Many municipalities have said no to online voting. This is partly because of security issues. This is partly because councillors don't want to lose their jobs. Hopefully can keep a good eye on cities like St. Thomas and Sarnia who have passed this, see how it goes, and maybe the province will change this legislation to say online voting is the way of the future, and then we can revisit ranked balloting. How will you improve civic governance and engagement during the next four years? So I've said this a few times during this interview, but this is, this is almost hits the point of my campaign right on the nose. Voter engagement between elections through participatory voting and communication systems is why I'm running. We don't hear from our councillor very often between elections. We hear from him a whole bunch of times right before an election, once or twice right after the election, and then it's fairly quiet in between. I want to build the systems required to engage with people every step of the way. How will the City of Hamilton's strategic plan guide your decision-making in hiring a new city manager, and what qualities do you seek in a new city manager? Every job that I have ever hired for, we sit down and decide what aspects of the job we're hiring for aren't being met right now. But we could sit down with the city's strategic plan and say, what do we need the most help achieving? Understanding who's already on the teams in place to put this in part. Then we can create a set of criteria for hiring based on what we need most. I've done the strategic planning process before. It's a fairly involved process to come up with these overarching plans, these mission statements and values. And I'm really happy to see that the city is, I guess you got another job. So the city's being forced to replace the leaders for the strategic planning program. But I'm happy to see that happen. Too often you see organizations go through strategic planning and then it was the leader's vision that they were seeking. Now they're seeking a new vision and that leader just won't let go. And they're fighting every step along the way. I'm hoping that the city manager is replaced with somebody who will grasp on to the strategic plan that has been decided upon 
and just be willing to run with that. Politics is the art of allocating limited resources and compromising to find solutions. How will you do so? If politics is the art of allocating limited resources and compromising, operating small business is the art of allocating no resources, and I seem to be doing pretty okay with that. One problem that I see right now with most political systems is that large-scale review doesn't get done if the same person stays in power for a long time. I hate this term going around in politics right now, line-by-line auditing, but that's essentially what needs to be done, and every, probably every four to eight years that needs to be done just to eliminate waste, reprioritize funding if projects aren't happening the way they're supposed to be, and freeing up those resources to put those solutions into place. It's 2022. The public record is writing a review of the four-year council term that's just ending. What three words do you hope we will use to describe your term on council? And what three words do you hope we will use to describe council as a whole? Okay, so this is a big one. Three words for me. Number one would be ambitious. The changes that I want to see in City Hall are definitely ambitious. I want to develop new systems that create collaborative processes even between elections. Number two for me would be engaging. I want to see a community engaged. I want to see our ward believe that it's safer and generally a better place to live. Number three would be truthful. I have plans to follow through with the ideas that I've brought up in this interview and the others that I've brought up online. I hope people disagree with me on various topics. Bring about another point of view. That's the point of our political system and our free society. But I plan to accomplish what I set out to do. And at the end of the day, I want even the people who don't like what I say or what I do respect the fact that I did exactly what I said I would. Three words for counsel. The first word would be unified for the first time in a long time. I'd like to see a council come together for four years and accomplish great things. This is going to take a very strong mayor and willing council members, but I'm encouraged by who I see in the running. Number two would be surprising. I hope to see a lot of new faces on council. There's four seats open, and there's some encouraging people in the other wards as well. I hope we can surprise you with a fairly inexperienced council that gets a lot of things done that the city just couldn't do before. And third is strong, and this ties directly into surprising and unified, but I want to see a strong council, a council that doesn't let itself get pushed around and politicked into the wrong direction. I want to see lively debates that turn into great solutions for our city. Thank you. That's the end of the prepared questions you were sent in advance. Do you have any closing remarks you wish to share? Uh, The only thing that I'd like to say that you didn't cover is I hope that Ward 6 gets out and votes. We head into every election cycle saying we have record low voter turnout, record low voter turnout. I would love to see Ward 6 get out and vote. I want to help. I would love it if you got out and voted for me. But if you don't, get out and vote anyways. Thank you. I want to thank the Terry Berry branch of the Hampton Public Library for use of their makerspace today, where we recorded this podcast. This has been episode 37 of the Public Records, the 155 podcast. The Public Record is Hamilton's local, independent, reader-funded news outlet. This podcast is made possible by members of the Public Records Press Club. Visit thepublicrecord.ca to learn more 
and listen to all episodes of the 155 podcast. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed. The Public Record is a member of the National News Media Council, a voluntary self-regulatory organization that deals with journalistic practices and ethical behavior. To learn more about the Media Council, visit the Media Council at mediacouncil.ca. Thank you for listening. See you at the polls on October 22nd.